0: But Let's go to our next guest now uh, here on Sports Special. Uh, A couple of Paralympians joining us today. Let's start with our our first Paralympian. Push that button there so that I can get that up and running. Murphy's Law says when you want to get all the details, it's not going to work. So let's push it again. There we go. Thank you, computer. Talk to our first Paralympian. Paracyclist gold medal winner Peter Dupree joins us. Peter, first of all, congratulations and thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you so much, man. Always a privilege to chat with you
0: guys. And Unfortunately, I missed the race. I read about it later on. <laughs> it, it was a difficult race for you, to say the least.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it's a tough course, um, but I mean, there were no surprises. I was obviously very well prepared. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's funny, you know, um, everything went according to plan except for uh, one of the other guys in, in another category um, who did a bit of a turn right in front of me as I passed um, through my first lap so there was almost a near accident there um, which was a bit unexpected and things that you can't prepare for I cannot prepare for you know but um,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, luckily I managed to avoid it and um, yeah, obviously still sitting with a big
0: smile at the moment there. Uh. Nice gold medal gold, that, that medal looks huge though
1: yeah, look, I will be honest. It, I mean, it, it's heavy, and you know, it's definitely an upgrade on any of my other world championship <laughs> medals that I've ever had. Uh, but uh, a friend of mine uh, at work also really wanted to know what it weighs, so officially, we should uh. 540 grams, eh?
0: Okay. Uh, not, that's not too bad. Where, where yeah. is it now? What have you done with um, it?
1: Look, at the moment, uh, you know, we still have some obligations and functions, and there's still you know, quite some media things happening, so you, you know, carry it around and, and mm. so on, but... Yeah, end result is I'll probably have to hang it somewhere special here in my man cave, you know, so um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot more to it than just the medal itself, you know, all the hard work, yes. 35 years getting into it, so it's, it's, a, it's a very special medal. So.
0: There's, there's a lovely cartoon, I think it is, of, of like an iceberg, and then there's like somebody standing on top yeah, of the iceberg yeah. with a gold medal, and then there's everything underneath the water. That's gone into yeah. that, and uh, that's what—that's what is the difference, right? It's what makes a champion. It's not the the two hours that you spend on a bicycle. It's the it's the two hundred years or two twenty years you spend getting there.
1: Yes, yeah, so look, I mean, yeah, that's actually a very good example, and it's exactly that, you know. And I think the most important part to remember is also that the medal is the cherry on top. You know, the, the journey and getting there—you should, how can I say, embrace that, and that's the part that you should always cherish and. And um, you know, enjoy. Um, And you know, if you never get that medal, it shouldn't matter so that much because that iceberg is so full. Your life was so full. Um, But obviously, you know, to end up with that medal at the end and get the cherry on top is just something very incredible. You know, Um, Mm. yeah. And I mean, it it, it just really was a childhood dream. And then I broke my neck, so from an Olympic gold, it became Paralympic gold. And Mm. yeah, I mean, there's been so many things. You know, it's it's difficult to explain in words, but. um, I know it
0: was very, very special. Uh, I want to talk about Tokyo. They they sort of had their practice with the able bodied athletes and then you guys came along. What was it like? Was it as hot as we were told? What were the conditions like? What was the the village like? How how were you guys handled with some of the challenges you've got? Yeah,
1: look, I mean, look, it was hot, uh, you know, and it was very humid. But again, you know, for me, I've been, I've done race racing in Japan before, so Mm. it was no surprises. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it was hot, it was humid. uh, And with my specific um, disability, you know, I don't sweat either. So, uh, you know, I actually find different ways of putting myself down. But, um, yeah, look, the village, luckily, well, I say luckily, but, I mean, unfortunately, our our cyclists raced about two and a half hours away from the village. So we were actually staying in our own little There were two hotels for all the countries with our own little cycling village, if I can put it that way. Mm. Um, But, you know, a lot of the rules were similar, you know, so some funny thing is that you would be sitting in the dining hall with these see-through sort of cubicles, if I can put it that way, and then there would be these stickers that says, no mask, no talk, you know, so (laughs) you're already sitting in this cubicle, and then while you're eating, you can't talk, and if you Mm -hmm. want to talk, you must put your mask on, you know, so... And then I mean, also things like getting in the bus, and then they close the door from the outside with these like stickers that seal it from the outside. Hmm. And then um, obviously, when you get to the venue, they can see that it's still sealed. If I can put it that right. way, yeah. to make sure that we did not get out in public, you know. So I mean, it's crazy things, but I mean, that was the world that obviously it was it was needed for us to be able to race. And you know, I think for us as athletes, it was just amazing to be able to race. And I think for the world it was just amazing to still have some sport to, mm. and especially the games to, to celebrate, you know. So, And I think the Japanese pulled it off brilliantly, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, it's sad because they're such amazing hosts and I think the public would really have loved to be more involved. Um, but it was, you know, it is what it is and, uh, you know, it's almost like in a certain way it was really special to be part of this weird game, if I can put it that way. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I really hope that we you never have to have another one like this. Um, right. But, yeah, you know, in the end, it, it's a celebration of, I think, the world conquering COVID, I think, you know, just saying that things can carry on. You know,
0: That's such a good point. You'll, you'll be able to say that you're in the 2020 games that were held in 2021 and in 60, 70 years time, people won't believe you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <He comes laughs> Although we've the got HD video now. <laughs> no, you will be. You'll be fine. Uh, let, let's talk about you a little bit, if you don't mind, Peter Dupre. parallel cyclists. Mm. Were you a cyclist before your accident?
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, in, the, in the end, sort of, I ended up, I did lots of sports. I was a runner at school. Um, and then I you sort of turned to triathlon, and that was where my passion really was. Right. and You know, okay. what I was chasing, my Olympic dream still. Um and I was actually in a cycling accident, you know, while training out uh, at a 60k ride on the day. And the corner knocked of me off my bike and that's how I broke my neck. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I was definitely a neat, avid cyclist, um, uh, with big dreams. And, um, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, everybody thought all my dreams were shattered, uh, luckily except for one person and that was me. You know, for me, hmm. my dreams just changed. Um, and you know, it, 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 it's definitely a lot of grace from God above, um, and I think my faith really did save me, but I mean, yeah, I had a lot of support. And yeah, that's why I'm saying, you know, I had this really golden medal Olympic dream. I prayed and dreamt about it since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of things happened in life and I broke my neck and then the changed to the Paralympic gold. And yeah, and, I mean, even then there was lots of struggles and things. And, you know, a crazy story is that uh, literally a year ago, while picking my son up at his preschool, I broke my shoulder very um, he completely dislocated the AC joint and snapped a bone off the scapula and um, there was a place in here until February this year. Uh was no proper training until then. So, you know, four months later, I was world champion on the bike at World Champs and then another two months after that, now I'm the Paralympic champion. So, you know, to have that year, it's almost like a miracle year in, in itself, mm. you know. So it's, it's an incredible special year, but it's, yeah, as I say, so it was incredibly long journey into this dream to become a reality, you know, and um, I mean, I've done the full Ironman and I became the first squad in the world to do that. So from a one day physical impossibility, you'd say, oh, yes, that's almost a much bigger achievement. Mm. But I think everything running into this gold medal and all the years and all the difficulties, uh, you know, uh, makes it just that little bit extra special for me, you know, compared to everything else I've done in my life before. Mm.
0: I didn't realize—it's terrible to admit—your your age. You know, when you when you look at you, you look like a spring chicken. You look in your early twenties. <laughs> you, you, you're over forty already in doing all of this.
1: Yes, yeah. But well, I mean, that's the thing. You know, like, luckily in in disabled sports, especially the wheelchair sports, um, I think because there's less pounding on the body, you can carry on for a bit longer. Um, so that helps. But I mean, in the end, I think as long as your mind is in it you can go for quite a you know especially in the endurance sports side you can go for quite a lot longer than what you think you can you know so I mean then of course if you've got all the people and the support and you know the motivation um, you know that helps a lot you know and um, uh, you know one thing I definitely realized and it really sunk in when I arrived here in my area in Sunny Hill um, you know there was people out here for like a kilometre and a half with balls Hmm. you know cheering me on coming in here which caught me off guard and I mean the tears were flowing but you know, that just made me realize that this is not my middle, my family's medal, This is our meal, And by our, I mean the community, the people I work with, South Africa, and I mean, even the people across the world who, for that day or for that couple of minutes, have just created that little bit of hope and excitement in these crazy times, you know. And um, mm. for me, it's just a privilege to, to have been able to do that, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah, very special
0: times. Yeah, I give credit as well to your coaches. I mean, your body had to put up with it, but but from so little training to be able to become world champion and then Paralympian, uh, it's it must be some fantastic training, some some great yeah. discipline that, that that had to be instilled in you to not overtrain or undertrain. No, exactly. I mean, look, as I
1: said it's a team. You know, a team. Super Peter's my wife and my son, but then. I had a friend because my son couldn't come over to the Paralympics. So I had a mm-hmm. friend who did my Ironman with me also coming. They were part of the team. But, I mean, then my coach and I, look we obviously we've done this for a very long time together. It's very not this thing, He's been coaching me since 2013. Uh, and, I mean, I used to train with him when he was a pro Ironman athlete. I just started training with him just before mm-hmm. my accident. So right. it's a long, you know, a long relationship. So and I think that all helps um, for us to believe that it was still possible. But absolutely, you know, it, it was definitely very smart training. Uh, building up in the right way. Uh, you know, I physios, the um, well, one physio actually was my physio from before, my accident also advisory. varsity, uh, the doctor who did my shoulder and my GP. I mean, they've all been on this journey for a very long time. I know them personally. So absolutely, you know, it, it was definitely a collaboration, of, a collaboration of many people, you know, to make it work and being very smart about it, building it up, uh, you know, to I think what was in the end about 20-hour training weeks and my shoulder maintaining it. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm saying it's, it's very hard to put everything in words. And I mean, all the, you know, smart training and other things we had to do with, um, you know, with the injury that happened. So, you know, it's severe, it was a very severe injury. Uh, you know, at, at, at first I thought, you know, it might be the end of my career, uh, but even more so the end of being independent. Um, so, you know, it, it it was definitely there was some, some big battles in my mind in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was such a great team around me and clever people, um, and listening to our bodies and things, you know, anything is possible.
0: All right. We, we've got a minute. If you don't mind, Peter, what's, what's the plans now for the next six months or so?
1: Well, in the next two months, uh, at the moment, I'm enjoying the moment, but I have started trading slightly <laughs> again. Um, but I'm actually going back to Japan for American in, um, it's International wheelchair marathon. Um, and that's end of November. So that'll be it for this year. Um, but, yeah, then from there, obviously, you know, I am world champion now. wearing in the rainbow jersey, so I'll have to go defend that next year. And, you know, hopefully more races open up, and it's difficult for us South Africans to travel overseas. But with yeah. COVID, we'll see if there's a marathon or two and a World Cup or so leading into world champs. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, right now it's the marathon, um, and then a little bit of time off, I think, just to enjoy it, this moment enjoy the
0: moment put that medal up and put your tv put it above your tv so you're always looking at it <laughs> <laughs> peter well, Dupree, it's been an honor speaking to you thank you very much for joining us this portrait thank you so much and just a big
1: shout out to everybody thank you so much for the support it's,
0: uh, it's been really humbling paracyclist peter Dupre joining us here on safm in a moment or so, we're going to talk to hendrik van der Merwe. the highs and lows took him to tokyo 2020 another paralympian didn't get gold but he was there We'll chat to you in a moment.